time for Wednesday's hour number two on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. Dramas, movies, and even lyrics. Why is the world paying attention to Korean stories? From classics to modern masterpieces, time to dig deep into the charms of Korean literature. On Check It Out with Paul. Jennifer Wood says, No Hawaiian shirt, Paul. Did we fall into an alternate reality and not know it? I have a number of shirts. <laughs> not um, all Hawaiian. I have worn this shirt before on the show. You have, without yeah. getting accused of being in an alternate reality. Exactly. And we're still in the same reality as far as I know. I just... I'm I wore a Hawaiian shirt yesterday. I'm going to be wearing one tomorrow. It's just I wanted a long sleeve shirt today. Oh, any particular reason? Well, because when you get sweaty sometimes, your yeah. elbows get sticky if you're oh, wearing a short sleeve like shirt. Yeah, so. I don't like that. So I often forget to wash my elbow pits when they get sticky, you know, when I'm washing my yeah. hands. I should do it then, but I'll forget. And instead what I sometimes do is I, I like to moisturise quite often, like sure. hand moisturiser, sometimes face moisturiser during the day as well. I'll put a bit of that on my sticky elbow pits and that helps actually. Okay, I'm yeah. maybe going to try that. But in any case, that's why I'm in I'm in my, my long sleeve today. It could be a Hawaiian shirt. I'm sure Hawaiians wear plain shirts as well, right? Possibly. <laughs> Look, I'm a shirt guy and I have a variety of shirts and I'm sorry if this shirt does not please you. Did you hear the accusations of me stealing your look I did. on Monday? What was the look? It was, oh, yeah, quite a Hawaiian-style shirt. I mean, I think it's a Korean brand, but it just was navy blue with big white leaves all stuck oh, over it and everyone was saying on monday as well hey how dare you steal no, paul's look hang on hang on no judgment here oh i prefer that peter looks good compared to this terrible yellow t-shirt <laughs> he's got on today i've got a pineapple on my breast thank you very much it says mango there you it's go it's not a mango it's a pineapple yeah and that's... it says citric vibes and the pineapple is not a citric fruit I neither guess... is a mango i guess a pineapple is not citrus is it no well, does it have This T-shirt is completely wrong. It must have citrus acid in it, surely. That would be that citric kind of... acid, not okay. citrus acid. That's true. Citrus is the, the, the kind of fruit. Well, there you go, look. So that's why it's a citric. Ah, it is right. It's stumped Hold Paul on. Matthews. Uh, no, it hasn't stumped me. You've just been trying to make up excuses. We're looking up. I'm looking this up now. All right. Uh, in... Can you just pause the show, please? No, in the meantime. Pineapple citric acid. It's got to. Right? How can it not? Uh, yes, it does have stumped. it, but it's also you've got malic stumped. acid. It I'd says eighty-seven percent. No, I saw no, that. it says one point zero point six to one point two percent, depending on the variety of pineapple, and of that acid, yes. Citric acid makes up 87% of the total. Yes, don't give me malic acid. This T-shirt is accurate. Mango is the brand as well, which I shouldn't keep saying. Uh, today's book, what are we talking about? Who's it by? Uh, we've got a free online short story today, so if you want to read it, it will not cost you a penny as long as you have internet access. Mm -hmm. um, it's a story that takes us far into the future and possibly to the end of the world. It's called Genesis. It's by Jun Sam He, and it's translated by Anton Herr. Oh. And... Uh, we get to witness a space cadet who's on the moon looking down on Earth and thinking about her roommate, 
down Ooh. below. Okie dokie. Sounds intriguing. Not Genesis, the English rock band, uh, no. which is what just came up when no, I was searching Peter. it out. Does this have a separate uh, Korean title, I wonder? Or Genesis? Uh, if oh. you click on the original language, go, go, go down a bit, down, down a bit, a bit down, down a bit. A bit. Original, original language. language. Oh, isn't that? Oh. It's called Changsegi. 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 Yeah. I'm not sure that's the first time I've ever heard that word, but it means Genesis, it apparently. Does. Very good. Literal translation. Uh, is this linked in any way to, like, Genesis in the Bible? You're going to have to wait and see. Oh, I'm not going to spoil anything yet. Space Cadet looking down on Earth. Tell us about the author. We featured Chon. Uh, we have featured them. Uh, back in February, we featured a, a Harry Potter-themed story called A Spell to Invoke the White Dolphin, if you remember that one. Maybe um, I was away. Because I don't Harry Potter. Yes, on the show. Wizards in Korea. Odd. Multicultural wizards. I don't know. Yeah, All I right. might have been. I was away in some parts of February. Okay, moving on. Anyway, they majored in creative writing. Uh, they were inspired by Kimbo Young, who's another amazing sci-fi writer. Mm -hmm. They fell in love with science fiction and started writing. They won the Daesan University Literature Award uh, for their debut novel, International Dateline. They've published a, a number of other books and had their work featured in a number of anthologies. Nice. And they sort of they specialize more in sci-fi for young adults. They're talking about recording the here and now and telling stories of the non-here and non-now. We only have a couple of their stories available in English, thanks oh. to Anton Her, but at least we have a couple. Alright, so thanks, Anton. We've mentioned him many times, even on K-Stream for being nominated for the Man Booker Prize. The International Booker Prize. There we go. It's not man anymore. No, took we've that taken that, haven't we? Uh, he's an interesting fella. He is. Uh, we featured him a fair few times on the show, always with great translations. He, he moved around the world as a kid, so he's got lots of life experience, but he's been in Korea for the past 30 years. Uh, he always wanted to be a novelist, um, but he's ended up as being one of the best translators of Korean to English. Mm. Um, I mean, he made the news just a couple of weeks ago with BTS's 10th anniversary book, which he translated with Claire Richards and Slim Jung. Oh, nice. And that got to number one in the New York Times bestseller list. Congratulations wow. to them. Um, Hopefully we can feature that one time. Perhaps. That'd be cool. It's a thick book. It's going to take a lot of reading. <laughs> okay. And I'm not sure I have the time at the moment. <laughs> um, so, yes. Uh, and he's got some interesting writings. If you go to his blog, AntonHer.com, you can find some interesting stuff from him. Nice. All right. Where are we going to pick up Genesis? It's the very beginning of the story, and it seems like we're getting a monologue or a confession from our main character. Only a few machines on this moon base remain working. The satellite camera that always faces Earth, the monitor connected to that camera, the memory device, and the replay device. They run on solar power, so I suppose they'll stay on as long as the sun exists. They'll keep their vigil over Earth after I'm gone. The sun won't last forever, but at least I'll have disappeared before it goes out. It's sad to disappear. I guess it's like being an old radio that breaks down one day and goes forever silent. So I won't count the things that will break down. Actually, I've been counting every day, just to know how long I can continue to survive, but you don't need to know all that. You don't have to worry about me. I'm at peace. If you could see me now, you'd probably swipe your hair over your ear and make a face. Your nose would get those tiny wrinkles. You'd say, Leah, how could you? And bow your head, touch your forehead with your fingertips, not finish your sentence and smile. 
I can see it before it happens. I've spent more time with you than anyone else in my life, Rumi. I close my eyes and imagine you, humming the songs you like, muttering the lines from your favorite films. I can see the views from your favorite places to sit. I see the color of the peppermint candy tin on your desk in the office. If it has to do with you, I can see it. I think of you as I watch our no longer blue earth. They say that's what people said when they left the atmosphere on a spaceship for the first time, that the world was a blue planet. They say because the earth is mostly ocean, the world looks blue from space. Somewhere on that earth is the Genesis Corporation and the school that established the special training center for space and aeronautics where we grew up together. But Earth is no longer blue. It's covered with clouds of ash, impossible to tell whether there's land or ocean underneath. And I'm on a small satellite orbiting the Earth, the moon. If you are in Jeju, 88.7 in Jeju City, 88.1 in Seogipu City, 101.9 in the Daejeon area. We got some messages from yes, our listeners, and uh, Leon says he's halfway done with the BTS book. It's a nice read so far, talking about the struggles the members have gone through. Well, maybe you can come on the show and present it to us, Leon. That would be nice. Are you telling me I'm fired? No, we could all do it together. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Wood saying, why does it feel like the roommate is no longer around? <laughs> Wait and see, Jennifer. And Aaron saying, I'm curious, when were this story written, Paul? You didn't scroll down, Peter. I asked you to scroll down. Oh, is that what you were saying? Oh, I for thought you were just sakes. pointing. No, scroll down. No... I said Scroll down. Oh scroll my goodness, down to the so this whole book is available. It's a for short free. story. Yeah, short no, story. not too far. Up, 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 oh, up, up, fuck up. 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 Yeah, okay. 2016 <laughs> was when it was translated, Aaron. You wanted uh-huh. to know. I'm not sure when it was first published in Korean. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aaron says it reminds me about the Industrial Revolution and how people were reacting to pollution. Almost kind of a warning to take us, uh, for us to take care of the climate. Yes, yes, there is a little bit of that, but there's more to it. Oh, and Teto saying the pale blue dot and into stellar background music i love sci-fi this book should be on my wish list as we said if you type in genesis and the author name you'll find it for free chun sam hair uh words without borders is where i'm looking at it yeah that's where that's where it was published and and luckily there are a few of these magazines that Mm. let uh non-subscribers read their short story collections for free and they got the korean and the english side by side if If you you want want. that's amazing i love it um yeah i love the vibe of this reading so far uh it seems a bit bleak from the narrator's perspective. Does it? I, I feel like they're, they're they're alone, and they've made peace with themselves because I feel they know they're going to die alone. Yeah, like, that's just what I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah, and I, then I, it, I feel like valid valid feelings. And it feels like Earth is not in a good state either. It's covered in ash. Yeah, it's covered in clouds of ash, and we discover why a little later. I'll uh-huh. leave that as a mystery for the moment. Okay, but uh, I should introduce our narrator okay. uh, or confessor it's Leah Yu mm. she's 17 years old and she's been on the moon for six months Okay, and she was sent up there as a punishment 
She oh. was sent to fix the Moonwriter message recorder, as it's called, okay. because she got in trouble for fighting some of the boy cadets at the and school. That's the punishment. You get sent to yes. the moon. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, the thing is, after she fights them, she gets chastised by the principal. It's like, yep. why are you fighting three older boys? That's mm -hmm. not good. I would take points off your grades, but your grades are so bad, <laughs> I'm going to send you to the moon for a month. Okay. Uh, you're going to have to, you know, do this sort of manual labour, really boring, mm. fixing the moon, writing me mechanics. Okay. Um, the thing is, they, they don't want to kick her out because the whole point of the Genesis School is they take orphans uh -huh. and give them opportunities, okay. you know, become a space cadet, make something of your life. Mm. But, the thought of being sent to the moon for a month was really tough because she doesn't want to be apart from her roommate. She in love, love, or there's a friendship? Ah, uh, look, there's. It's more than a friendship, I okay. would say. I, th I think. Um, I think it's 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 up to you to interpret okay. whether it's a, just a very very strong friendship, whether it's a girl crush, whether mm. it's something else. Um, but the point is, she can't bear to be apart from Aww. her. They've been with together for five years. She's like her older sister, and yet like a younger sister. <sighs> her name's Seon Che, and she is the complete opposite. She's a perfect student, okay. gets the best grades. She passed the space, space Weather Controller Level 3 exam in three years instead of the usual five. Wow. You know, she's top of the pack. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Leah Yu, she goes into mechanical repairs. Uh -huh. uh, and people say, oh, you're slacking off, you know, teachers will chastise her. But mm. in truth, she has to spend a lot of time watching over Sam, oh. making sure she's okay. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and she loved being roommates with her, but now it feels like a dream. And she hates that that one fight with the boys split them up. Mm. But she had to do it, she tells us. You know, because this boy Robin, he lied about Sam. He lied, saying that she was putting out for the director to pass her level one exam. Oh, that's not going to fly with a friend. No. And the other reason it seems like a dream is, um, well, the reason for the cloud of ashes and meteor hit Earth. While she was on the moon? She's still on the moon, Peter. While she was, I mean, it didn't <laughs> yes. happen before. She, oh, no. She was only awful. meant to be on the moon for a month. She's been there six months. Oh. Uh, and the thing is, Leah then... She confesses something. She knows that Sayan bought an expensive tie for the director, knows mm. that she wrote him letters. She knows that she came to see him at midnight. <gasps> oh, something might be going on. Yeah, she knows everything that happened. But she also knows that she came back like 20 minutes later crying silently. She knows all the details and the details, the uh -huh. supposed details that Robin was spouting were different. They're okay. wrong. So Robin was lying. Okay. And so he, she had to beat him up. All right. And she loves Sam. Mm -hmm. And she's been thinking about that a lot. And while she's been up here for six months, she's been using the Moonwriter equipment. What's and, the Moonwriter? Well, it's a machine that writes messages on the moon's surface. Oh, like a big billboard. In big letters, wow. yeah. Um, and she's been writing her confession on the surface of the moon. <laughs> she promises she's not going to leave it behind. Okay. Um, because Genesis... Uh, who, you know, fund their education, who organise the school, mm. they bought the moon okay. from the world, from yes. all the other countries, and they smoothed the surface of the moon facing the Earth and then created this Moonwriter machine so you could buy messages wow. to put on the moon if you had enough money. Okay, hypercapitalism, it seems. Exactly. But now she's been here six months. She's running out of oxygen. She's running out of rations. Oh, no. They were only uh, supposed to last for four months, but she stretched them out to six. She thinks she's got about a month left, and she is a survivor. Um, and then, well, she talks about what happened when she was meant to return, and suddenly 
everything changed. Oh, this sounds so scary as an experience. Let's get to our second reading. I was shocked at first. It was ten days until my scheduled return to Earth, but the Moonwriter was long fixed. The assignment was really about punishing me rather than the Moonwriter needing repairs. During my free time I was channel surfing through the cameras installed up here, thinking of which messages to keep and which to erase, a matter of profit completely unrelated to the romantic prospect of writing on the Moon. Genesis' tagline was your message engraved on the face of eternity. They meant the message would never wear away because there was no weathering on the moon. Eternity, of course, in the sense that it would remain as long as the client paid for maintenance. If they didn't, it would be erased and someone else's message would take its place. So many plots for rent, filled with writing in different styles, languages. I was looking through all of them when one monitor went dark the one connected to Earth. I don't like noise. I rarely even listen to music on the moon, so the speakers were turned off, and all I knew was that the Earth monitor had gone dark, so I don't know whether the moment it happened was loud or silent. When I turned my head, the monitor was simply black. It wasn't showing me the night sky, it was as if the camera had come unhitched. All of the systems were normal, I just sat there blinking at first. I input the other channels into the brightly lit main monitor. They came up fine. I input the channels into the earth monitor. It wasn't a monitor malfunction. They came up fine there too. I found myself digging my fingernails into my thighs in order to prevent myself from running out of the base. I realized what had happened. Communications with earth were cut off. So this just suddenly happened. This is yeah. the asteroid hitting Earth. It wasn't expected, or if it was, it wasn't relayed to the narrator in any way. Well, there's nothing she can do about it. <gasps> she talked to Saiyan the day before, um, but, but then in that moment she couldn't connect to the emergency channel. She couldn't get online. Oh, no. And at the time she brought up the recording of the previous communication from mm. the night before, and Saiyan was looking tired, and she was talking about there was this meteor that was meant to miss Earth, but now it's changed course. And oh, they were talking about that? Yeah, it's probably going to miss. Nothing to really worry about. <laughs> and uh, behind her, she sees the director walk into view. He's got a new tie. It's the kind of tie a 17-year-old girl might buy as a gift. Uh-oh. Uh, and Saiyan's like, yeah, please come home quickly. Mm. And then she gets summoned away, and, and that's it. Her last conversation. Uh-oh. The last person she talked to on Earth. The last person who reached out to her. Um, um, we don't know if there are people surviving on Earth or anything we like that. We have no idea. Um, she can't cry because if you cry, yeah. you breathe faster Uh-oh. and you use up more oxygen. Oh, no. And she talks about how there were these, these, these days of numb silence after the Earth was covered with ash. Um. And then she talks about how, as an orphan, words like mother and father are as distant as stars. Mm. But Saiyan's name is different. And Saiyan was strong. 
and saying was beautiful and that it was only Leah, only the narrator, who really knew about things like her nightmares, about her secrets. Like, saying was like the moon, one half revealed to us and one half a mystery. And then as we come to the end of the story, she wraps up her confession and she tells us what she's going to do. Oh, it's intriguing. I'm in London. I'm in Australia. Tokyo. The Philippines. Finland. Indonesia. New York. Arirang Radio. Radio. Now live in Seoul. I've blabbered on. But I'm not going to write this story on the moon. I'm going to erase it. And I'm going to erase all the old messages written on the moon's surface too. By then, there ought to be just enough energy left in the Moonwriter to engrave a short fairy tale. Do you think it's pointless? I'm having trouble just banging on this keyboard and checking my words on the monitor. My body sleeps for longer hours, and waking up is getting harder. But I want to write just one more story on the surface of the moon before I fall asleep for good. Your story. The child who entered the most exclusive school on earth at ten and became its star. The child who was strong and wise and kind to everyone. In my story you won't be the far side of the moon afraid of being found out. But the sun. You won't be known for living happily ever after with some prince. But for being the bravest princess who ever was. And when I've finished writing it, I'll go searching for you. To a place that's farther than the moon or earth. I'll be leaving to meet you, my world. They say God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh, whereas I will have rested for six days before creating my fictional world. But in it, I will make you into the world's happiest, most brilliant, person. So goodbye. I will delete everything I've written thus far, and a new story will begin. You were my world, and so I give you too a world. She said after she's finished writing it, she's going to go searching for her. She's going to find her. It's going to be happy ever after. Everyone's going to be alive. No. She's going to be dead. Searching. Heaven. No, is, is there not an escape? Is she is there not like a pod or something that she can climb into? Nothing. There's nothing there for her. That's like a afterlife kind of reference, perhaps. Yeah, she said oh. she's going to fall asleep for good. Oh, well, this is very sad. So it seems like the, the world is ruined and she's gonna die there's nobody left yeah wow, that's, that's it lovely thank the, you for the story the only thing humanity will have left behind will be leah's final story about saying her roommate that's i guess lovely yeah it's beautiful it's sad it's emotionally powerful mm. um i think it really it sort of dives into those feelings and i'm sure you remember them as a teenager mm. with the hormones surging <laughs> through your body though how powerful those yeah. feelings of love or our first crushes were mm. um and yeah, it's also that pain of one-sided love. Oh, so we don't 
yet to feel in the story in any way that Seon has the same feelings. There's no, me- there's no, no. mention of it, okay. um, but that's what it feels like to me. And it, and I think this is also something that in Korea we talk about a lot compared mm. to in the UK. I mean, I never really thought so much about you know the term one-sided love until I came here. Yeah, and that I learned term. you learned the term <laughs> jaksarang. Just yeah. one-sided love. I, I saw it also expressed in English like unrequited love. Exactly, which you, I'd never heard of. To I've be only honest. I've only heard of that in poetry. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's not a term that we use in everyday speak. Uh, so in the UK, we talk about you know crushes or mm. you fancy. Yeah, but we don't talk about jaksarang in the same way that Koreans do. Yeah, it does feel heavier, like. I don't know. Like everyone has one of those where they're loving the other person, but the other person has no interest in them. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's so it's so there's that 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 beauty of that one-sided love as well. The the other thing I think it speaks to is maybe how teenagers and young people in Korea and around the world who aren't on the moon, mm. but maybe feel so isolated. It's mm. just them and their phone. Aww. It's them sending messages into social media that nobody ever likes or or or, or shares. Oh. Um, That's a sad thought, isn't it? Yeah, but it's giving them hope. It's sort of it's saying you are not alone, and mm. things could be worse. You could be stuck on the moon, writing a fairy tale about the girl you love. And like you said, the author has this kind of aim, right, to talk about the here and now. Yeah, through the unhere and the unnow. Oh, exactly. That's a nice thing. Yeah, we are not as alone as we think we are. Mm. And I think that's really hard as a teenager that, you f- that when you do feel isolated, you feel really isolated. You yeah. feel like the whole world is against you. Absolutely. Um, it's just you, you know, shut in your bedroom um, playing thrash metal. I feel like no one understands you. <laughs> yeah. But the truth is that people do understand you. And it's yeah. important to have stories like this to help us, you know, relate to each other and to let people know that no you're not the only one to have had this issue to have you know felt this one-sided love or to have felt like you were alone and couldn't talk to anyone i'm feeling already like my son who's 10 he's getting to that stage where he's like i just don't want to talk about it you know i don't want to share and i remember being like that and i i also remember if my parents tried to push i'd be like more Uh, against it I'd be like just don't don't I don't want to talk about that but as a parent it's like what do you do to make your child feel loved and feel like yeah they're not going through this as the only person in the world or not even as a parent like someone close to other people who are going through that yeah I think the 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 issue is that when you're a teenager the parent your parents are the last people you want to talk about it with (laughs) you need the cool uncle yeah um you know I would recommend Denny um he's he's a good uncle uncle. take him out dancing (laughs) yeah but the point is the I, I think as teenagers you can form friendships with other adults who aren't mm. your family and it becomes easier to confide in them and yeah. to get advice from them and to actually listen to that advice um so if you have family friends or you have you know uncles and aunts they can actually be the ones to take mm. geo aside and say look kid yeah i've been there i know what, <laughs> I, know, I know what you're struggling through yeah that, that's uh, what a lovely story in that way we had um jennifer woods saying uh it's a very sad story but a very touching tribute at the end yeah. aaron saying this story has so much poetry and metaphors particularly liking the one about one half revealed one half concealed like the moon as yeah well. meanwhile cherry russell is saying next week how about a story that isn't so depressing paul <laughs> There's a glimmer of hope here, Sherry. Like, um, um, love will 
will be eternal because that yeah. message will never weather on the moon. Yeah. There you go. Um, look, I've got, I've got, I've got some bad news for you, Sherry. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a little sad. This next week. But okay. I, I've, 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 I've set out our books for August, and there's a mix of okay. stories in there. I promise. Right. Up, I promise. down. Bear with us. Yeah. And the other thing I think that that that's interesting about this story is the the talk of commodification. Mm. And the commodification of everything. I bought a plot of land on the moon no, when you I was didn't. sixteen. Well, that was a complete lie. I'm sure it was. It's but like I those got people who say in. I've got I've got a foot of land in Scotland, so I'm a laird. Yeah, well, that I don't know. That could be proven. But yeah, there were internet companies back yeah. in the late nineties selling it. I bought it for my friend's birthday, and you know, gave them the certificate. Oh, I guess I've got no legal right to it though. No, and you shouldn't have. The moon <laughs> should be for everyone. And there are people out there who say, oh yeah, we're going to put adverts in space so in the night sky. <laughs> thinking, can't we just enjoy the nature that we have around us? Yeah, this is true, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's interesting, though, the story taking that kind of uh, view of what might happen in the future. No, we shall sit. No, we won't. We'll be dead by then. Yeah, absolutely. One yeah. line review, please, Paul. <laughs> uh, a beautiful, melancholic tale of loneliness, regret, and one-sided love. Jack Sarang. Jack Sarang. Learn that term, right? Yeah. You hear about it a lot in Korea. Doesn't mean you love Jack, by no. the way. No. <laughs> but you could, might. It could mean that as as long well. as Jack doesn't love you, then it, yes, it would be Jack. Then it works, yeah. I don't think it's more prevalent, surely, that actual thing. No, it's, it's just that we talk about, about it more. Yeah, yeah we have more. the term for it in Korea that's used regularly. Yeah, there we go. Next week, what's the book? The Spectres of Algeria by Hwang Yo-jung, translated by Ye Won-jung. The Spectres of Algeria. It came out earlier this year. Really looking forward to it. Uh, and thanks, as always, to the Literature Translation Institute of Korea for help with their copyright permission for broadcasts. Thanks to Jun Sam-hae for their fascinating story and to Anton Her for his excellent translation. I will be back next week with another book. Thank you. Thank you for your readings, Paul. Have a good week. You can listen to Check It Out with Paul Matthews on Adidang Radio's Hashtag Daily K every Wednesday from 10am KST.